Welcome to the Church of the Living God Mount Sterling podcast. We hope you are blessed by this message. For more information about our church, follow us on Facebook by searching for our page, Church of the Living God Mount Sterling. We would love to connect with you, pray with you, and hear what God is doing in your life. Now grab your Bibles and let's get into God's Word. I was talking to Pastor John about this. We were talking about, you know, sermon prep and stuff like this, and it's just a, <clears throat> a foundational thing in this house that we don't, we, don't, we, don't, we don't read this for sermons. We read this, we study this, so we can know who he is. And just out of his grace, we'll read something, and he opens it up and reveals but I say this, that, that ever since I got saved uh, out, of, out of hardcore drug addiction, he, he spoke to me about preaching, that even from the very beginning, probably 95% of my sermon preparation is one thing, repentance. Because I come before a holy God, and I'm, I'm called to speak his word, so I want to make sure this is right. Before I see what this is right. And so this is one of the times where in preparation, I'm just before him, I'm just repenting before him, and I don't even really have a sermon today. But everything I'm going to read you has to do with love. So I'm going to just read and we're just going to flow as he gives utterance, okay? So if you've got your Bibles, let's go to 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4, this is what he led me to, and so we're just going to do that. 1 John 4, and let's go to verse 7. 1 John 4, 7 says this, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knows God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. In this was manifested the love of God towards us, because that God sent his only begotten son into the world, that we might live through him. Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that God loved us, and he sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man hath seen God or any time at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. I'm going to just flow by the power of the Holy Spirit. And we're just going to pray. Father God, in Jesus' name, I thank you for your word. I thank you that it illuminates into our hearts. And I thank you that there, even at times of dark places, you still magnify it. You still shed forth your light. How great of love is this? That the love of God was so strong for man that he sent his son for us. For we are to live through him. 
Lord God, I just speak blessings over this people that the love of God that we have felt in this house may be manifested in our lives for you. I ask for the unction and the utterance of your Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. And the church said amen. There's just something so powerful about the love of God that when you, when, you, when you start walking in the love of God and you start feeling the love of God, the cares of the world start fading away. That, that in reality, we, we come because we need love. Love is essential for every single person on this earth. The most hated, the most detested, the most bound, the most filled with the enemy. It all comes into a place that everybody needs love. But here we say that John calls us beloved. Be loved. He calls the church the beloved. He's showing that love was instigated by God. And the purpose is that we receive his love. And we carry his love, but we don't hang on to his love. But that literally we walk in a way that even as he poured out his love, we're supposed to pour out our love. It is one of my faults, at least at times, especially in ministry, that I don't love normal. You can ask Kimberly. I don't love normal. I love through pain. I love through strife. I love through hatred. I love through hurt. How do you love through hatred? Because sometimes you hate everything about who you are and what you're doing, but you know that the one who called you loves you, so you've still got to give him love. How do you love when their spit is dripping down your face? See, that's not normal. It's not normal because we don't walk in the true revelation of his love for us. Because if we did, we would realize that we're the ones who spit in his face. We're the ones who mocked him while he was hanging on the tree. And so many times we talk about like when we're unbelievers, and I've done it too, where, you know, come on, Lord, you know, strike me down. I did that. And I swear there are times that Michael went, can we give him just a little buzz? Just a little. Just, just a bolt of lightning going across to make the hair stand up. But the love of God said, Michael, one day you will battle beside him. See, the love of God goes beyond who we are. The love of God sees us in our perfection. It sees us standing in glorified bodies with him. And that's why he just pours it out because he knows what you're going to be. But now we're in the earth and he's asking us and demanding us to live through him. So now we have to love the city in its glorified place. We've got to love the people into their highest potential because that's where he called us from. 
He called us based on who we could possibly be. That in times where he could have judged us, that he could have condemned us, that he could have casted us away, he says, no. There's potential for them. Now listen, the desire of God, the will of God is not always completed. Because the Father wills that none would perish. But Jesus says, broad is the path and broad is the gate that leadeth to death, and many are they who go therein. But it does not change the way we love. Because if we live in the way that the church loves us, who knows, we out. Jesus comes back and says, these wounds... I got these in the house of my friends. The church executed him. They wanted the murderer. Pilate literally went, I wash my hands, man. This is on you. And they said, let it be upon our heads. And guess what? They are still suffering for that very thing. Fighting over a piece of land that big with a God that breathed it. In Romans 11, it's the love that God places inside of us that says we the bride, we the church are supposed to walk in such love because love brings us into intimacy with God. You are the closest to God. You are the most exact like God when you love when you shouldn't love. So when we love in a way that is impossible, when we love in a way that don't make sense, when we love in a way that it looks relentless, we're touching into something of God that he literally says, now they're walking like me. It's that love that we walk in, that power that we walk in, that truth that we walk in, that one day the Jews will look at you and they'll look at me and they say, why do they know Jehovah more than I do? And then we present to them the Christ, the Son of the living God. We are called, literally we are called in Romans to make the Jews jealous. Paul writes it all out. But how can we do that if we don't even love our city? Let's get real. How can we do that if we don't even love the people in our own church? We sit at tables and we have friction. We have, that, 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 I'm not saying that. But I'm telling you that something's got to change in us. Something's got to change in us. If we really want to win the city, if we really want to make an impact, if we really want to make a change, if we're, if we're just here for church, we've failed. If we're just here to get a couple people saved and see a couple of miracles, we, we didn't do what God called us to do. Because to truly win a city, you have got to love them in their brokenness, in their hurt, and even their hatred for you. That's what pain is. 
That's why it doesn't make sense at times. In this was manifested the love of God towards us because he sent his only begotten son that we might live through him. Listen to me. He didn't just send his son for us to feel love. He sent his son to walk in him and then freely love. The church even manipulates love. Because we feel if we're here to minister to you, that means we love you. No, it doesn't. You can lay hands on a thousand people and not feel one ounce of love for them. Because you're fulfilling a role and not living through him. Because if you're not giving yourself in his love, then you're not truly living through him. Because if I truly live through him, then surely it doesn't end when I'm in this place. It has to be more than that. It was manifested. He made it come to pass. He made it come true. Beloved, if God so loved you, we also ought to love one another. If no man has seen God at any time, the love for one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. Listen to this. Hereby know that we dwell in him, and he in us, because he has given us his spirit. Romans 8. For his spirit bears witness with my spirit that we are the sons and the daughters of God. See, the love of God brings us into a place of intimate relationship. Because now it's just not us receiving the love of God, but now the love of God changes us, and we're able to start giving the love of God. I've never met one person that was straight up broke down in addiction that didn't truly want help. I've seen it a thousand times. And I tell him, I said, listen, I've sat here on this little cushion here and seen puddles of tears that big. When they got up, I could see the same demons running their lives as when they came down to the altar because love isn't about tears. Love is about something in here that we die and then begin to live through him. See, that doesn't make sense in our society, right? Because how can you love somebody who just opposes everything that who you are? We're broken down into classes now that you're either this political party or this political party. And well, how can these be Christians? Well, these people don't need, no. and all of it is just separated and divided, and then the love of God sends right in the middle. That goes like this. How about everybody come? How about everybody come? Well, they believe in this, this, and this. Yeah, and so were some of you. And don't act like your church gossip is worse than their belief. See, the love of God doesn't tolerate sin. The love of God overcomes sin. So I don't need to hammer sin, 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 sin. When the adulterous woman was sitting there in total shame. Absolutely demoralized in front of crowds of people. 
The church was saying, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? She's filthy. What are you going to do with her? Jesus goes. Well, what are you going to do, Jesus? What are you going to do? Tell you what, whoever doesn't have sin, cast the first one. How many times are we the ones preaching for sin, but condemning them and shaming them? Knowing that's the goodness of God that leads to repentance. So I'm not saying we walk up to people who are battling sin and says, oh, I just love you, just keep on going. No. But see, this love, this love is powerful. This love is real. This love changes stuff. This love sits you at tables in which you do not belong. And you don't even know what's happening. And all of a sudden you open your eyes and you realize that you're sitting at the table of the Father. Love is not afraid of sin. But love breaks the back of sin. Bringing people to the altar of God. Because for so long we say, if you're in sin, come to the altar. If you're filthy, come to the altar. Instead of saying, if you need healing, come to the altar. If you've been abused, come to the altar. That this is a place that we have demoralized in shame. When it is truly the glory of God's love that is at this altar. And the church stands there and condemns and condemns. But are unwilling to hang on the tree for them. Well, Jesus called them vipers, yep, and his body is striped for their healing. He stood up on a hill and wept for them. There's times where we've driven around in the city saying, release them that are bound and hurting. Not to come to church, but for them to come to the cross. One of my dearest friends, he's passed away now. He was a severe, severe alcoholic. But boy, his wife prayed. She prayed. One time she wakes up in the morning, goes outside. His car is in the front yard, parked in the front yard, still on. All four doors open. And she prayed for him. He's watching a television show and kneels his knees on his carpet and asks Jesus Christ to come into his heart. Weeks later, she's sitting there and said, and they were listening to something, they said, you know, to give your heart to the Lord. And she was bold and says, you know, you need to consider that. He looked at her and go. Oh, I already took care of that. She went. She didn't know what to say. So later that night, she goes, when you said that, what do you mean? And he said, I was watching it, and I felt his love for me. And so I knelt down on my knees, and I said, I just want your love. 
because alcohol couldn't give him what he wanted. And he gave his life to Jesus Christ. She goes, well, why didn't you tell me? He goes, the dude on TV said it's between me and God. He ended up being a pillar in my life. A pillar. Loved on me. Times where Kim and I were dead broke. Boy slipped us a $100 bill, y'all. Why? Because love is lived through him. It's got to be more. It's got to be more than just coming to church and feeling his love. Did you feel his love? His love came in here and just embodied everything. And you know that when it embodies everything, it embodies brokenness. It embodies hurt, sin, because sin doesn't repel his love. His, his, his love presses through sin. Because Romans 5 eight says, while we were yet in sin, he demonstrated his love. So who are we in this city? Why are we in this city? Now the Spirit tells us, now look at this, verse 14. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Listen to me, have you seen? Have you seen in your life that God sent the Son? But have you testified about it yet? And for one second, if you think you need this, if you think you need this to testify of who he is, then I want you to ask for a deeper revelation of his love. Because there's people who will not listen to me because I'm a pastor. They will not listen to me. But when they ask you what happened, when they ask you why didn't you do this and do this and do this, and you tell them about a love that you have that is so powerful, that is so beautiful, that you have to testify about it. That's how you live through him. That's how you do it. Whoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him, and he in God. That's it. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. But it wasn't for him. For the Son of God was sacrificed on an altar for me. He bled for me. He groaned for me. He felt every one of those wounds. He felt all of that pain just so I could be rescued. This is why we have to love more than just church love. I'm tired of church love. Church love repels people. We critique all these generations because they don't even blush at sin anymore. But we've preached hell so hot that we've never showed them that it's the love of God that can set them free. 
We don't give them any presents. We quote them a couple scriptures, but we're not living the scriptures. We talk to them about John 3, 16. That God so loved the world, but we leave this out. After his resurrection, where now he is within us, and now we live through him. Because you can quote that God so loved the world, but they'll never see it unless his love is right here. Showing them who he is. I'd rather show you God than talk to you about God. I'd rather demonstrate him. And we have known and believed the love that God hath, that God is love. He that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Now listen to this. This is originally what I was going to preach this verse. Verse 17. Let me read 16 again. And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. Nothing happens unless we believe in his love for us. It's a miserable Christian life to walk into the church over and over and over again, over and over and over again, and, and and you're not sure whether he loves you. You don't know whether he loves you or not because you still think that he's keeping a tally of everything negative that you have done and not realize that he has done everything for you to be free. In this we know. And we have known and believed that God, the love that God hath to us, God is love. He that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. Verse 17. Herein is our love made perfect. That we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Now listen, because as he is, so are we in the world. Uh Uh-oh. Did he just go there? Don't tell me he just said that. Don't tell me. That he loves me so much that the day of judgment is my coming home parade. That even his judgment on the enemy, his love is so great that that's when I realize how powerful his love is. And so as he is, And let me tell you, he is. He lacks nothing. He knows exactly who he is. So boldly that Jesus says, man, you can blaspheme me. Eh, I'm forgiving you. Because he knows his name would be a reproach. I got saved, started preaching Jesus to to the boys. Jesus' name was a reproach. But now many of them have tasted of the salvation of his love. As he is. Uh oh, Church of Living got messed early. So are we in the world. What is he? He's a healer. So are you in the world. He's victorious right now. So are you in the world. 
He can bring salvation, deliverance, unique supernatural miracles. So are you in the world. So are we. Please tell me that you can see that this is so much more than church. That this comes down to a place where I am called to walk like you do. Well, Patrick, what about this? Wrong. Well, no, what about, no. But no. This. Are you in love? Are you in love? Are you in the true love of God? Are you walking in him? My God, he has called you to be him in the world. Well, well, what if this happens? What if this happens? We'll just do what he did. Stop the funeral. When Nisha called about her, her diagnosis, we didn't call the funeral home. Next time we're going to call granddad to pour some oil. We didn't do that. But see, when, when it's cancer, we get all spiritual. Well, we, 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 we've got to pray. What if a leg needs to grow out? We are him in the world. What if your coworker is battling depression? And the Lord has shown it to you. And you are him in the world. And you go up to him and say, you know, I don't know what this means. But Colossians 1.27 says, for it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. And for some reason, he wants me to tell you that when you look in the mirror, he's seeing more than what you see. Because we're him in the world. Everything is for him. I think verse 18 is where it says, perfect love casts out fear. You know what the fear is? Is well, how am I supposed to walk like him? How can he call me to be him in the world? I've got this, 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 and this. You're supposed to be walking through him. See, it's, it's, not, it's not on you. You're trying to carry a barrier. You're trying to carry miracles. And all you're called to do is carry him. You, we carry his love within us. His miracles flow through his love. He feels compassion. And the boy brings fish and bread. And he multiplies it. Why? Because the people needed it. Well, right at the time right now, we're, we're about to start planning our, our first major outreach. And, and li listen, bellies are going to get full. People are going to be drinking L8. I'm going to be drinking L8. 
But what we're doing is we're demonstrating the love of God. Because people will come to eat, but then they'll find the bread of heaven. And they're going to find it in you. They're going to find it in us. And then we're going to say, what's, what's going on with your back? They're going to look at you funny. Miracles always look at you funny. What's wrong with your back? What do you mean what's wrong with my back? Just, you have anything going on? Yeah, I've been having this, this, and this. You come to the right place. Because I'm him in the world. And then healings take place. Miracles take place. New lives. Stand with me today. Oh, 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 oh,